We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I don't know about you, John, or listeners out there, but a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it, which I, I definitely think that's true, especially if you're like watching a game where it's the last part of like a five-team parlay where you put like five bucks on it because, you know, you're not like a, you don't have a lot of money to just throw around on gambling, but a parlay is a way you can justify, you know, trying to spend a little money and having something come through, but sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup. Sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. I don't know if that's a good idea, John. I try not to bet on Ole Miss, even though this copy says that. Um, regardless, is that, that's a fair tactic, right? I, I don't know if I want to bet on any Ole Miss coach right now. Nope. Regardless of whether you've been betting for years, you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. Uh, and that's really, that's really true. I've actually suggested my bookie to friends. Um, I myself, if I'm interested in what a line is, I put a little money on a game or a parlay, I definitely will turn to my bookie. It's super easy. You can use it anywhere. Um, I already mentioned the parlay that's here in the talking points. Um, you, you, you like a couple of favorites this week. A parlay is a perfect play because you can bet multiple games together for a bigger payout in case you don't know. Um, if you're going to bet this season, and I'm not sure what season this is, we're kind of in a dead period, but if you're going to bet on some... Uh, uh, NFL, AFC, NFC championship action. We got the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, obviously, NBA season's in full swing. If you're going to bet on some MLB uh, coming up here soon, you want to bet on the next team to, to, to come down with the Astros as this uh, league-wide cheating scandal broadens, uh, you should do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. If you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit if you use our promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, double your cash on your first deposit. So go to MyBookie.ag today, you play, you win, you get paid. Alright, on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Myth, Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got my co-host John Stefanchik with me. We're recording this Monday, February third. John, a little confluence of news right now. Super Bowl LIV was last night. Uh, Iowa caucuses are happening right now. National Signing Day is uh, two days away. Um, what's these, left of signing day? The le- what's left of signing day? Yeah, these are all things that we, uh, I'm sure, have very developed opinions on. So we could not have an episode and talk about this, right? First of all, what is LIV in Roman numerals? What number was that? I, I don't know. 
54. LIV? Something 54? Yeah, L is 50. Got and it. Then the- IV is 4. Yep. Okay. I, the L was the one I didn't know. I didn't know that was 50. So. Well, what was your take on the game, John? The The Chiefs win their first Super Bowl, right? Andy Reid gets his first Super Bowl win. The 49ers uh, blow a 20-10 to 10 lead. Kansas City had to fall down 10 points before they were ready to ready to do something. That's well, that's what they they've done all postseason, right? The The Texans are up 24 nothing. The Titans were up on them. 49ers got up on them. That's just their, that's their M.O. Yeah, we were we were on a plane. They announced at halftime that it was, a, well, first of all, it was a Frontier flight, so there's no Wi-Fi, obviously, no TVs or anything. So they announced that at halftime it was uh, it was uh, 10 to 10. They said over the intercom on the plane. And then um, when they said it was 10 to 10 again right before we landed, and then when we landed it was 20 to 10. So I watched the last... Uh, I don't know, I guess like eight minutes or so. Whatever the Chiefs scored twice, I watched that at the yeah. baggage claim on my phone. That was a, that was a pretty fun ending, huh? That was a pretty dramatic Super Bowl. Yeah, it was good. It was a good ending. The uh, Oh, so you didn't see the halftime show? No, I mean, I saw like tweets about it, so I kind of picked up on what happened. But, I mean, tell me about uh, it. What were your thoughts? Very entertaining halftime show. In the words of Shakira, hips don't lie. So. Right, sure. But that is kind. Of, that kind of seemed to be the consensus on uh, on social yep. media. Uh, what about what? Any good commercials? I didn't see a single commercial. Oh, it, nothing. Nothing notable from my standpoint. I guess I don't know what everybody else's thoughts are, but to me, the, the whole Super Bowl commercial things completely, essentially, fall into a point of nothing notable anymore. It's, it's a little overblown. Away. I don't know if when when we were kids and it was such a big deal, I don't know if the ads were actually good. I feel like there were just fewer like shared cultural experiences. Like People didn't have the internet. They didn't have social media. They didn't have like memes. So like uh, the Super Bowl commercial was just something people could like, oh, I saw that too. And exactly. that was why it was notable. Like, probably a fair point. Yeah, and now I feel like people don't need Speaking that. Speaking of memes, did you see? So they introduced the uh, see here. They introduced the uh, NFL 100 all uh, all NFL 100. What did you say, John? That they introduced the all time team. It was a very power play. Let's say it again. Say it, I lost you, John. Was they introduced the all time NFL 100 team? Lost the all t- introduced the all-time NFL 100 team. They went to Belichick. Everybody booed mm-hmm. him. He just stuck his hands in the air with his rings on there and turned it <laughs> both ways. But, yeah, yeah I've got more chance, guys. You would like fantastic. that as a as a Pats a Pats guy, huge Pats guy. Uh, that's so he so Belichick was the coach, the all-time coach. Can you hear me, John? I think we're uh, wait. Okay, I'm sure the listeners are enjoying this. I think we're having some connectivity issues, John. Yeah, technology's failing. Yeah, all right. So Belichick was the coach, all-time NFL 100 coach. He was one of the coaches. All right, I'm going to pull this team up. Let's quickly examine this here. Because as I was telling you earlier, John, I don't think we have the uh, the recruiting juice we once had. So we'll get the National Signing Day, but I don't know how, how good of a breakdown you're going to get there. Right. Man, I signing days Wednesday. We'll do a show after it. We'll go through the people and see where the rankings are, and that's that. Yeah, I know your opinion, John, is that signing day is uh is just 
pretty bad now, which is definitely fair. But what I was saying, I mean, while we're before we, yeah, I mean, okay, sidebar here, the NFL 100 team, yeah, it's a bunch of old guys. I don't know. Uh, is there anybody from the modern era that should be that I should notice here? Any, oh yeah. Any Tom Brady on here? Yeah, Brady, Manning, or uh, Favre. Okay, I see Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, Ed Reed are on there. Brett Favre. Oski's uh, a tight end. Who's Belichick? Let's see. Oh, oh Gronkowski. Uh, you think Gronkowski should be on the NFL 100 team? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh huh. They when did they uh, announce? Is, is it halftime or before the game or the NFL honors? When did they announce this? This is uh. So they did a special on this in the fall, and then they did the like they had showed everybody on the field like mm-hmm. thirty minutes. Game. Oh, that's cool. Um. So Larry Fitzgerald is still playing. Other than him and Brady, are there any other current players on here? Um, that's a good question. I don't think so. I did. I did see uh, the, you know, uh, Richard Sherman, who a lot of people like. A lot of people maybe don't like Richard Sherman, but he uh, he got burned pretty bad on that uh, that winning drive for the Chiefs. That was a rough moment for him. Yep, he did. That was definitely the case. So it happens when you're what, like a a cornerback in your thirties, huh? Yep, getting old sucks. He's 31. Man, it's not even that old, but for a cornerback, that's pretty old. Uh, okay, so as the NFL 100 team, what I was saying about signing day, I, you know, I know you think a lot of the shine has come off signing day, which is definitely fair with all the guys signing in the early period. But I do think that um, it's it's a little bit, if not impressive, at least unexpected, the guys that Kiffin has been able to get in on the game here uh, and about what? four weeks, five weeks since the first signing day. Uh, Ole Miss had like a pretty, a pretty um, lackadaisical effort. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word, honestly. A pretty uh, a pretty uninspiring effort on the early signing day. You know, Kiffin was saying this is halftime of the recruiting period for this year, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, it's a transition class. You know, if, if, if Ole Miss didn't recruit that well this year, you wouldn't necessarily think it, is going to reflect in future classes, but I, some of these guys that uh, he's getting in on now, um, I, I just didn't even know they were out there. I mean, we're talking about a lot of four-star wide receivers. He got the Henry Paris commitment at running back. That kid's going to be good. He's still in on Zach Evans, the the head case five-star running back from Houston, uh, and then he's got some he got some DB prospects that uh, look, look pretty good. That kid committed to Vanderbilt. Kaufman looks good. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see. I guess what I'm saying is I, I didn't think I would be that interested in the result of Wednesday, but now I'm starting to think it could actually turn out to be, uh, I don't know. He, he could pull together a, a pretty decent class here. Oh, I think it's apparent that Kiffin's got a brand and can recruit. I mean, he. I'm looking forward to seeing what 21 is. Yeah, and then he hired some, he hired some recruiters for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can get he he can pretty much get anybody on the phone at least to listen to a conversation for all intents and purposes. Yeah, it seems like it. So it's like I'm looking at two four seven right now. Uh, Ole Miss is the forty first class. A lot of the guys that they're in on are not committed, so they're not counted here. But they have a higher average rating on two four seven than ooh about 
Going up, going up. You have to go up to number 29. TCU has a higher average. Uh, so they're, so what I'm saying, I guess, is they're, they're the number 40, 41 class with 16 commits. I think they'll probably finish somewhere right inside the top 30, which is, is pretty good for a class that Matt Luke put together uh, for the most part. I, I, I think uh, this has turned out better than a lot of Ole Miss fans expected it to, but we'll see what happens on Wednesday. I would agree. You never, you'll have to see how it ends up, but it's in, it's definitely in a position to exceed all reasonable expectations at this point. Yeah. Seems like he's going after a lot of wide receivers, which, you know, I mean, that, that's definitely oh, part of the, uh, the Ole Miss brand. They don't have any right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we did, and then we didn't, because Rich Rod screwed up the offense. Yeah, but I think he did uh... – I think he did um, kind of keep some of those guys from leaving, right? Like Miles Battle, um, who was some, who's the other kid? I mean, Demarcus Gregory, but that was another kid, right? Mingo is... Man, Warren is all over this bullhorn here on CNN. Warren is using a bullhorn on CNN. Well, the caucuses are actively happening right now, right? By the time our listeners hear this, we will know that Bernie Sanders has won the Iowa caucuses. Is it Bernie or is it Biden? I don't think it's Biden. But yeah, those are the two, I agree. Bernie was like a, a two to five odds. Biden was like one to four or something like that, is what Nate Silver was saying earlier. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bernie won the Iowa caucuses uh, against Hillary as well. The caucus just kind of lends itself to a candidate like Bernie that has a lot of grassroots support. They can get, the supporters can get out and kind of. Um, rail for for their candidate. It's a lot different than like just a, a ballot box, right? It's kind of a weird yeah. thing, but in the, for Bernie Sanders, I think it works out. He's winning New Hampshire next week. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. And he uh, he won it last time too, I believe. Yep, we gonna feel the burn up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gonna vote in the primary, John? You're you're Republican voter. I'm I'm registered independent, so I oh, show you up. Could. And I can go be a Democrat for five are you gonna, minutes. Are you going to take time out of your day to do that? Hell yeah. All right, who, who are you voting for? Andrew Yang? Uh, to be determined. Oh, okay, you got to see who convinces you. Do you, you get a lot of um, you get a lot of like canvassers and stuff in, in New Hampshire? There's a, there was a Deval Patrick bus driving through Do- downtown Dover yesterday. I was like, what the hell? He's still running. Is he? Yeah. I just like he just had a commercial on CNN too. I was like, oh, "Son of a bitch!" I did so, not know that. Okay, huh? I'm on That's, top of it. If yeah. it was tomorrow, I'd vote for Buttigieg. Republican Pete is the uh, group <laughs> test. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you as a member of the consultant class would would like your fellow uh, fellow consultant. That makes sense. Respect. Hey, feel free. You vote for him. That's fine. You see that clip of uh, the Mayor Pete when the the New York Times guy asked him about the the price fixing for the milk company or whatever? No, I missed that. What oh, it is good. Yeah, he's he got super mad about it, and uh, it's just it's it's a classic clip of of Pete getting he super does, mad. He, he does get a bit sensitive, a little, a little too butt hurt sometimes. I guess there's <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's like a he's like a highly educated like wealthy veteran businessman. Like I don't, I don't think in his personal life he's been challenged too often. So I, it's not surprising that he kind of doesn't know what that feels like to, to have people it, rebuff him. You know, 
frankly, his skin's too thin. That's that's an issue. Well, yeah, I think if you try to go up against Trump in a in a election, much less much less like head to head in a debate or something, he's just going to needle you to death. We've seen him do it to everyone he's ever gone up against, and I think yeah. you have to be able to just completely ignore him and talk about something that you want to talk about. Um, and and I don't think it. I don't think you need to engage with it. Like I think that was one of Hillary Clinton's problems was basically saying, making the campaign about all the mean stuff that Trump was saying, uh, rather than making it about like something that she was saying. Yeah. Don't talk about what Trump's talking about. That's my advice for any candidate running. That's free advice. Oh, you're not, you're not going to vote for uh for Mike Bloomberg, John. He's he spent so much money on ads. Fuck Mike Bloomberg. He, uh, did he run a Super, a Super Bowl ad last night? He did, right? I think he did. Uh, uh, Trump had the first one. Oh yeah, how was that? Was it uh, was it patriotic? What'd you say, John? About Trump's ad? It was a uh, it was a black woman who got a uh, who got acquitted from her from a her, uh, her had her uh, conviction overturned. Trump helped turn her life back around, or whatever. Okay. Nice. Have to go watch it. It was like the most like damn. <laughs> Donald is going after a segment of the population here. So. Sounds like a sounds like a great story. Maybe he can get his yeah. uh, his black approval rate up from like three percent to six percent or something like that. Yeah. Good luck to him. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's my Iowa prediction. We'll see what happens. I I feel like Iowa and New Hampshire don't really matter that much, but we'll we'll see. You saying my vote doesn't matter? Um, mm, I don't know. I really, I think maybe Iowa means more than New Hampshire. I think New Hampshire is very unique. Like, I don't think the New Hampshire electorate really compares to much of the larger country. You think that's fair? That's a fair statement. I think Iowa is more more similar to like where the majority, maybe not the majority of votes, but. Like a decent plurality of voters to me are more like Iowa, whereas New Hampshire is very much its own kind of thing going on up there. Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Why does why do they let New Hampshire go first, John? Why do you think you, the New Hampshire deserves to uh this primary moment appear? What? Say it again. Sorry, I, we're having some serious technical difficult. I think our least listeners are going to be confused here. We're cutting out every couple of minutes. We, we are. It's terrible. I was saying, most notable New Hampshire primary moment was Bill Clinton's comeback kid speech. So maybe somebody has that. Yeah. Uh, maybe Mayor Pete spoke tonight and says he's. I'm finished third. I'm the comeback kid. Who knows? <laughs> where Where did uh Where did Howard Dean give his famous speech? What state was that? I think that was Iowa. Yeah, that sounds right. Wait, so when when are you voting? Is it a week from tomorrow? It's uh, next Tuesday. It's yeah. the 11th. Gotcha. Well, that's very exciting for you, John. That must be nice. I'm going to look up what time the polls close next week. Where, where's your, what's your polling place? Like a third of a mile up the road. It's, it's a church. It's a church? Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. I didn't. I wondered if uh, the, the polling place is being churches is only a southern thing or if that's a New Hampshire thing as well. Up here too. Well, there you go. No more, you know. All right. Well, what else are we going to talk about, John? Because we're not uh we're not going to talk about Kermit Davis basketball. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, we're just going to skip that. I'm with you. I uh, I I tried to watch 
that Auburn game that was a double overtime, and that was just brutal. I mean, some some bad coaching. Obviously, the players have problems. That's been evident, but uh, just some real head scratching moments. I mean, letting Tyree foul out with like five minutes left in regulation, just or maybe even more than that. It's like what what's the decision there? I don't I don't follow that. Um, and they were up by like twenty in the first half in that game too. Just brutal. Um, let's see, you had a, you had a, a baseball story earlier, right? We got a, we got a baseball headline today. Oh, Nikhazy's DUI. Yeah. That, that should set him up for success, right? It wasn't the, I, there was a pitcher that got a DUI like four or five years ago, maybe less than that. Oh, it was that kid that, uh, his dad was a pitcher, right? Andy something. What was that kid's name? Oh, uh, what's his face? He pitched like that weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what was he pitched name? like the next day or something. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I feel like he was supposed to be really good and he was decent, but then he never really panned out past that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ole Miss has a super hard schedule in baseball, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out for Bianco. Tired of hearing about how hard the schedule is. We're not talking about how hard the schedule is. Well, it's true. They got open the they opened the season with Louisville, right? Number one uh, team in the country. Well, you know what? Sack up. Yeah, I guess you're going to have to, huh? Or just let Dave McDonald keep beating you all the time. Sounds about right. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun season. There's a lot of young kids. Maybe frustrating at times, but um, a lot of new faces. That's always fun for a baseball team, right? Maybe they can play loose. We'll see. Maybe They might be too loose. Oh, yeah? Free swinging? What do you, what do you think about... Um, Ely or Plumley? I think any of the, the football guys contribute. Who the hell knows? That's a wonderful question. I feel like they're trying to make Ely baseball a thing. Um, we'll see. I think the outfield's fairly wide open, but it's hard for me to imagine that. I don't know. I mean, Ely was a was an MLB prospect, right? So maybe maybe he can just pick it back up. But it seems like you gotta you gotta stay so focused to be able to hit at the SEC level. And in addition to that, they're playing a lot of good pitchers not in the SEC as well. Um, so I feel like it's going to be tough for any freshman, much less a guy that's played football for the past six months. But we'll see. I mean, it would be a good story. That would be, a, you know, the fans would love that if Ely played every day. Uh, and also, I, it would be weird too because I think of the two, of Plumley and Ely, Ely probably has the better future on Kiffin's team. So that's going to create some interesting dynamics there. I don't know if he's going to play spring football. I have no idea what the plan is, but I guess that's a, that's definitely a storyline to follow. I'm going to predict 12 and 18, and Bianco gets fired for this baseball you think, season. You think Keith Keith brings the hammer down again? I think Keith likes firing people. <laughs> if I'm Kermit, I'm worried. Yeah, that's yeah, that's bold, John. I don't. I don't know. You think Bianco gets fired a year after a super regional loss? Yeah. I, th- that's the real question, right? Is what would this season have to look like for him to get fired? I think 12 and 18 is still too respectable. I mean, John think- Cohen once went like 7 and 23. Yeah, that's, but he's a winner in the postseason when he gets there. He's a winner. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, yeah, that's true. I just, I, I think for him to get fired, it would have to be like 10 and 20. In the SEC, and also just like lose every game against good competition in the non-con, and miss miss a tournament altogether. 
Maybe then I could see it happening. And, and Carter says basically the same thing he said when they fired Luke. Like, you know, uh, we love him. He's a good old Miss guy, but the direction of the program just wasn't wasn't headed where we wanted it to be. And that's that. But still, that I still think that would be a little shocking. Um, I don't know if I'd be shocked that he did that bad or that he got fired. I guess if he does that bad, I won't be shocked if he gets fired. I just feel like Bianco's always going to be like 13 and 17 is the absolute floor. But we'll see. We'll see. He's got some returning pitchers, assuming the KZ isn't a uh, in, in trouble guess, for his I mean, DUI. Seventeen and thirteen, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I really have no idea what what the team's going to be like. Um, they need Keenan to be really good. They need Kevin Graham to continue to get better after having being a good freshman, and then. Their, their pitching from last year needs to all be solid. Like, Hoagland's got to get better. McKaysey's got to at least be as good or get better. And they got to figure out another starter. And then I, the bullpen, to me, I think is a question mark. Um, but but maybe maybe I should be more confident there than I am. Um, needs her video to hit. You got to figure out first base. Because apparently Kevin Graham's taking over in left field. Uh, okay. Second base is another question mark. And then catcher, it sounds like Knox Laposer has been dethroned by uh, some some newcomer, so that'll be interesting as well. Basically, just almost every position's up for grabs except for third. You assume Sir Video has shortstop, Kevin Graham in left field. Every everything else is kind of a question mark right now. Um, so that's that's about as wide open as I can remember the the lineup being. Like it's been several years since there was that much turnover. I feel like. So we'll see. It could go better than expected. It could go really bad. So I have no idea. I feel like the fans are a little antsy. They're happy about Kiffin. They're disappointed in the basketball season for sure. Maybe people are going to want some uh, some positive results from Bianca. I think that's yeah, fair to be say. Interesting to say the least. Yeah. Uh, phew. What kind of blew through our topics, John? What do we got to... What are we going to talk about the Super Bowl again? What are we talking about now? I'm just trying to figure out where I'm... Okay, I'm figuring, figuring out where I vote next Tuesday. It's different than before. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You got to look into that. Why did they change it? It's a damn good question. <sighs> How did you find out where you had to vote? You look it up online or something? Yeah, I went to the... What is this? The New Hampshire Secretary of State. Yep. Well, that's good. It's good they're letting you know. I wouldn't want you to accidentally commit voter fraud. Go to the wrong place. I went to the wrong place in the 2016 presidential, and then they told me where to go, which was good. So, oh. well, that's eight, eight to seven next Tuesday. I'll take a long lunch and go vote. Eight to seven. What's the? Uh, is it? Is it warming up up there yet? It's pretty warm down here. Mid forties today. We, it's been a, it's been very mild. Mid forties is warm, is what you're telling me. Yes. Oof. Okay. Okay. Well, February. February is typically about the shittiest month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh. Oh man, this is brutal. I feel like I should have thought of more things to talk about before we uh before we got on the air. We were. I was like, Trump's getting acquitted this week. Well, yeah, that's what happens when uh you control the 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 judge and the jury, right? 
It was fun. I thought it was pretty funny that they were get, that people thought they might actually get witnesses to come testify. It was like, no, it's not happening. Of here. course not. Cocaine Mitch is not going to let that happen. Oh, he's not exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was that was a uh, a pretty foregone conclusion there. Um, no, it is funny because I think like people will talk about how the Clinton impeachment was like this too, and it kind of was because. The Democrats controlled the Senate then as well, but like Monica Lewinsky is still testified, you know. To to me, that's this is a whole nother level of just like, nope, not don't care, not gonna not gonna entertain it. Because yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you, you know, you can you can say it's a foregone conclusion and that's fine, but to let Monica Lewinsky testify is still like fairly damaging to to the president, and and that's they're definitely not gonna let anything like that happen uh, in this current environment. Nope, I uh, completely agree with that. Oh, hmm. What's going on on CNN, John? Give us the play-by-play. Uh, Sioux City, Iowa is caucusing right now on CNN. That's very exciting. Have you ever been to Iowa? I have. How was that? I've never been. What did you tell me about Iowa? Uh, a lot of it's like any other midwestern state. Basically, it's a lot of cornfields, a lot of a lot of farmland, Ooh. a lot of flat. I've driven through Kansas before. It's, it's all just like windmills. I don't know if Iowa has that problem as well. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Kansas is very bleak, um, at least driving through kind of the more less populated parts. And there's just like the fast food restaurants where it feels like um, this is like the only place in this town to eat. And so like the whole town is there, like getting their lunch. It's like, ooh, this is this is bleak. Um, but it seems like Iowa is like a little bit more populated, right? It's not like super rural. Uh, depends on where you're at. Where did you go to? Like a big city there, or what? Uh, been there. When's the most? Driven through portions of it a couple times. Biggest mm-hmm. thing is we actually we went and bought a bought our go kart trailer from up there. Went up there and turned around and brought it back. So okay. <laughs> well, That's really cool. random. That is the case. No, I'm sure I've asked you this before, John, but have you ever seen the movie uh, Racing Dreams? Uh, I have not. Oh, you got to check it out, man. It's a, it's a, it's a really good uh, documentary maker, Marshall Curry, but it's about kids that drive the high-speed go-karts and want to be in NASCAR, which I know you have a, a history with that, right? Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what you're doing? Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's a great, it's a great documentary. I don't know. I guess this Ford versus Ferrari movie was out recently. Is that what Pretty that well. was about? Was that about go karts? I didn't see it. John, I, I lost you again. This is this this has got to be the best episode for our listeners. Just constant yeah, like, breaking up, and there's nothing to talk about. Or, basically, this is uh, we're getting worse. Well, <laughs> Friday rolling. Uh, Friday rolling quality right here. Oh, shots fired at a non-existent podcast. We'll see if Bedwell listens this far. I hope he doesn't. This is this is a brutal episode. This, we're getting worse at this, John. I gotta say, or maybe we're just getting yeah. better at the other parts of our life, and we don't have as much effort to put into this anymore. I think that's a very fair statement. So. Yeah. So I guess things could be worse for us. Um. Okay, Ford versus Ferrari. What do you? What is that? Is that about NASCAR? What is it about? I didn't see it. About Le Mans in the '60s and Ford trying to compete with uh, hmm. Ferrari. Was it a? 
Hmm. Is it like um, what kind of racing are we talking about here? It was it was it's about racing or it's not about it's just well, about cars. You ever heard of Twenty Four Hours of Le Mans? Twenty Four Hours. Let me look it up. Oh, cool. So it's so it. This is like uh, what do you what do you call it? Um, what do you call this type of racing? Uh, shit. Not NASCAR. What is, what is this type of racing, John? With this type of car, rally cars. Is that what it's called? Uh, sports car racing. Sports car racing. I thought there was another name for it. Okay. Uh, so it's is it a twenty four hour race? How's this go? It's like uh, wow. Do you take breaks? How how does that work? Uh, you typically have a team of three to five drivers. Mm, gotcha. You run 24 consecutive hours. I gotcha. I met this guy here that uh, that runs ultra marathons. It's insane. He runs like 75 miles without stopping or just stops to eat. It's like, dude. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you do that. It's insane. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's like a, he's a former green beret. He's a vegan as well. He's very, uh, very interesting guy. I would say so. I mean, if you can imagine, this is someone who runs ultra marathons but doesn't like brag about it. Like he, it like came up casually. Like he literally wasn't like bringing it up. It was like, wait, what, dude? You would assume someone that does that, like, it's all they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting guy. And, oh, the same way the ultra marathons. He was the same way about the green beret. Like we were asking him about like um, what he did before, what he's doing now, or whatever. He was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard of like." Um, he was like, "I was in the military." I was like, "Oh cool, yeah. What do you what do you what do you?" Uh... I was like, "What do you do in the military?" He was like, "Well, I don't know if you ever heard of like a green beret." I was like, "Dude, what? Yeah, what the hell? Of course, that's insane." Just like, huh? Interesting, interesting guy. Um, all right, John, you got to So this New Hampshire primary thing, you, you're gonna go to some rallies this week. You got to go to a rally and report back for the show. No, we're not going to a rally. Not going to a rally. Do... Ind- right. That means you don't have to go to any rallies. We're registered independent, right? Democrats can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you? Oh, well, I was going to ask, are there things like advertised around you or are, are they trying to get you to come out and learn about the candidates? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's all that going You get on. a lot of like direct mail and stuff? Uh, No, not really. Hmm. I wonder if that's because you're registered independent. I wonder if there's there's going for the Democrats. I think I think maybe we could. uh. We could blame Angie for this. I think Angie's watching Kids Baking Championship on the on demand, and maybe that's slowing down our uh, our internet for the podcast like, here. Clear. Yeah. Well, I hope she's enjoying. I know that she is. Uh. Well, I don't know, John. I don't know what else there is to talk about. There hasn't been anything to talk about for like fifteen minutes here. We've just been kind of delaying the inevitable. Yep. I just want to say go Lane Kiffin on signing day and yeah I guess so yeah we'll see uh we'll see how that all works out for him huh yep yeah that's a this is a high energy episode uh just I've, we've we've been very high energy <laughs> for the last yep. look like look like high look like high energy anyway. yeah this is we're, we're high energy tonight for sure just like we we're have been for years. Enough. We're going to more of a sporadic podcast model as we 
as we get busier and busier with our. It does definitely seem to be that way. Yeah, and I just I have less enthusiasm for the anything to talk about in between, like the spurts of activity with I guess Ole Miss football, and we'll see how we'll see how hard we go into baseball this year. Years in the past, we've we've followed the baseball team pretty closely. We'll see. I feel like it might be like basketball where they start losing, and it's just like hard to muster the the give a damn. And frankly, we've had the Bianco conversation so many times. It's like, do we really want to go yeah, through it? That's true. That's true. It's a broken record. And and it, and also at the end of the day, college baseball is like such a small thing, man. Like it's it's there's like ten fan bases in the country that followed college college baseball. Honestly, yep. It's, it's, it's a, a drop, drop in the bucket. Um. So it's so I guess my point is, even if Bianco wasn't the coach, how how much enthusiasm is there really? For a college baseball program, I guess we'll see. We're gonna find out, just like we do every Frank, year. Frankly, I mean, the, frankly, you look at the draw for the NCAA tournament, and you say, "Can they get to Omaha?" That's really where the interest is. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're if you're going like going to a game, or if you're in the area, going and see a game, a game, sure. But it's whatever. It's kind of to me, you, you treat it the same way you do MLB. It's like whatever. You pick a couple games you go to. If they get mm. in the postseason, it gets interesting. Sure, go yeah, for it. It's, it's a highly regional sport, just like MLB. I, I do think um, it's really good for the sport, at least if you follow an SEC team. Like how many more games are televised online now compared to in the past? Like. When I first started watching Ole Miss baseball, you really couldn't watch most of these games. Uh, with the SEC Network, you get every game in every SEC stadium, so that's that's kind of nice. Um, I think the only thing that it has over like MLB is that baseball is like such a statistical sport, and it's so like driven by can you like watch it in its entirety. And, and college baseball is actually like a little bit more manageable than MLB when it comes to the the number of games, or like fifty six games or something like that. Um, yep. so you can, if you, if you want to sink your teeth into a team, you can kind of follow them, uh, in a way where I think it's, it's tough unless you're really committed to watch like MLB every day, which we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes this year. This will be my second year living in a, uh, an MLB hotbed here, but things are a little dicey, uh, with the Astros lately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys are a bunch of scumbags. A little, little hot water building up around here. Um, we got a new coach, got a new uh, GM as of today, so things are looking up. Just don't, just don't have a draft who, who, pick. Who is the manager? Uh, Click or James Click or something? Is what they said. I don't, they didn't I don't know hire who he is. Dusty Baker. That's good. No, sorry, sorry, Dusty. I think they did hire Dusty Baker, right? Yeah, he's the manager. I was thinking of the GM and Dusty Baker. Yeah, I think they did. yeah they hired him. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be fun, right? Oh my God, <laughs> Garrett. Cole is happier than hell that he's no longer in Houston. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. You know, you know what's funny, John? I don't know if you know this, but I was talking to my coworker. He was like, "Yeah, no Houston team has a first round pick for like the next three years in any sport." Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, the Texans gave up theirs for Tunsil. The Rockets gave up theirs for Westbrook, and the Astros gave up theirs for being cheaters. So, exciting times. Yep. Yep. It's good stuff. I just got to say, all three great investments. <laughs> Amen. All three worked Amen. out. All right. Okay. All right, John. Well, we'll we'll end the the agony there that is trying to come up with something to talk about on the show. Maybe we have a, a little breakdown of signing day next week, see what happens here. Um, you know, here at the, the end of the late signing period. Baseball is not too far off. 
Uh, all that stuff, very, very exciting, Johnny. Clearly a lot for us to be excited about, and it, it shows in our uh, our energy level, so looking forward to it. For sure. Good deal. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Inshallah, mashallah, hopefully no martial law. Hell yallah, yo yallah, let's rock a show in Ramallah. Kick it with Muhammad when I'm out in Haifa. Kick it with Muhammad when I'm out in Jaffa. I be on the road like every single year, and I ain't see you nowhere just like Hoffa. Do it so proper, looking like a doctor. At the checkpoint, say my visa is doctored. IDF all around, running with them choppers. Wanna shoot my papa, got me drinking vodka. Got me feeling paranoid, got me drinking wine. Bad, bad ting, and I love how she whines. She don't eat swine, and she looks so divine. I was looking for love in Palestine. Oh no, we're in trouble. TSA always wanna burst my bubble. Always get a random check when I rock the stubble. Sorry, I gotta search you, bruv. Oh, you're that brain off that film, innit? Tie to tie, vibe in the vibe. We're militant, you're on the milli vanilli vibe. Stopping refugees is just silly.